Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. You can turn on the TV or radio, search the internet, listen to podcasts. Wherever you go, there seem to be all sorts of experts telling you what to do with your investments. If it were that easy, we'd all stay at home day trading our way to prosperity, wouldn't we? Well, Pete Gutekunst is here with Brian Henderson to help you filter the noise of that 24-7 river of information. And more importantly, how to properly tune it out. Pete? Yeah, thanks, Patrice. And boy, that is so true, tuning out the noise. Uh, you know, I was looking at the, some things, Brian, just recently, as as wild a ride as this year has been and difficult uh, uh, an investing year 2022 has been. Let me just share with you a couple of things I saw this week or you know, so far this month. One, uh, this is all from the same person uh, at a well-known uh, news, uh, financial news uh, program. Uh, charts suggest the market will bottom in the coming weeks, followed by a powerful rally. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like the pain is over and we all could should come in and start buying, right? Rallies will have a short shelf life until the Fed beats inflation. Well, gee, just, just a week earlier, this guy was saying the market's going to bottom and a uh, powerful rally is on its way. And not even seven days later, he's saying that. And then uh, yesterday, we had a really, you know, we had a, a inflation print that was probably a little worse than hoped. Uh, markets really dived early on in that and, and uh, the futures were high and then they were low. And the, and the guy comes on in the morning, he says, who are the idiots that were buying the futures this morning? And then the market went down two and a half percent and right away swung around and was up five percent. So it's just kind of crazy. If you're listening to the news, you can be all over the place. And if you're trying to use that to guide you to make decisions, my gosh, you, your, your head would spin off, wouldn't it? So, you know, it occurred to me when we listen to different things and our, our clients or anyone comes in and asks us questions, Brian, this is the stuff they're listening to. And it occurred to me, there's really, uh, you know, this 24-7 news. And some of these people are talking about trading. I don't think really many of them talk about long-term investing. And that's kind of the messages we're getting. So I was kind of thinking it's really the difference between trading and investing. And most people don't realize the difference in who they're listening to. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that's, that's a great point to bring up. And just to touch on, you know, some of those headlines and everything that's going on, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is. You know, if someone hasn't been taught or really looked into the financial markets themselves to be listening to that news. And, and like you said, one day to the next, or even, you know, an early part of the day to a later part of the day could be hearing a completely different rhetoric. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, it's, you know, we do our best to understand what's going on. And sometimes you still feel a little bit lost mm. with some stuff that's happening right. on a day like, like that. And, uh, you know, so it's certainly difficult. And, and just touching on, you know, trading versus investing, I think that's a very important dichotomy to think about because a lot of the times the people that you do hear on those financial news outlets or on the radio, however you're getting that information, they're really talking about a trade. And, and when we talk about trading, what we're talking about is a short term 
investment or a short-term chance to try to make a profit on something that you may not necessarily want to hold for a long time. And when we're talking with like clients or- right? the market, the market dropped, you could have made, you know, if you bought right away, you might've made you know, three, four or 5%. Yeah. And that's a, a pretty good day. day for, yeah. That would be a pretty <laughs> good day if you're able to, you know, take advantage of something like that. And, and, and doing things like that is extremely difficult. I think we've seen this year, you know, days that may open 2% and then you end up down 2%. So as easy as it is to catch something that's going up, it could be, you know, just as easy to catch something that's going down in a situation like that. And that's why it's really important to think about what's the reason that you're, investing or that you're putting money at risk and, and which is really what you're doing when you're buying investments and you know thinking let's, about let's that just, let's just cut that off those one second at risk it's at risk at the short term right because you're talking about a trader well i shouldn't say it's not at risk in the long term but the probability and the expected outcome so i mean i don't want to break your stride there but you know it's at risk in a shorter term but the risk is less as time goes by if you make Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. If you look at history, you know, the longer amount of time that you are able to leave money invested, you know, the more um, predictable or the more we have an understanding of what history tells us could happen over time. And And that's really the difference between that trading and investing. You know, when we talk to, you know, clients or prospective clients, that's really what we're doing is we're talking about investing for usually the long term. It could be planning for retirement, which could be, you know, 20, 30 plus years, or maybe someone's at an earlier stage of life and they're thinking about future college, you know, funding for kids, which could be anywhere from 18 years away to a shorter time period. But that's really the difference. And it's important, you know, when you're hearing those headlines to think about what is it that I'm doing and how does this apply to myself? I think oftentimes you're going to find that what they're talking about probably doesn't apply, um, you know, to your own situation. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You think about it, a trader or or these news programs. I don't think I've ever seen the TV bring a person on and say, "Remember me? I was here three months ago or three years ago, and that thing I told you to do. Well, now it's time to sell." Uh, they, that's not what you hear. It's always, "This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm buying right now." But they're never saying, "No, now I'm rotating out of this for this reason." That that, that doesn't seem to be the case. It's just kind of in the moment. And, uh, it certainly does. And just to add on to that real quick, you know, a lot of times they will bring people on that maybe they had a really good trade or they saw something that other people didn't see at one point and they hang their hat on that. That's really what they're you know, using as their leverage to try to say, OK, look, I got this right and now I'm saying to do this. But that doesn't tell you how long they're going to hold an investment for if they do actually make that investment or if they're selling something, if they plan to buy it back in the future. You know, you don't get any of those details that are important around that. And some people may spit out a company that they like, but they're not telling you what price they're trying to get it at, or like I said, how long they're going to be in that investment for. And that's really an important aspect to think about. Yeah, that's a great point. And that that kind of brings up another another differentiation. It's trading versus investing or kind of making short-term moves uh, versus the long-term perspective. And then and then there's something called technical analysis, and and uh, you know you know me, I've I've kind of dabbled and followed along with Dorsey Wright for a lot of years, and mm-hmm. and I like that I like the information. I kind of like to know what's going on, but it's it's hard. It's hard for an individual uh, investor to manage money in a technical way. But what that is simply is you're following a chart, a pattern of a chart, and that chart could be the stock market. That char- chart could be an individual stock, and. And you know when you're tracking charts, there's candlestick charts. There's uh, uh, Dorsey Wright is a point and figure chart, and these are charts where things are going up, 
uh, in a certain way. And then when they start to go down and break down between, you know, to another level, uh, that's a signal of something happening or something, you know, if they go higher and then down and then back up to that same level, that could be a buy signal. Or if it happens twice, you know, that's a double top and that's a signal that that's a strong buy. There's all sorts of technical reasons. And while they're interesting, and I think a lot of times maybe some of the, the people on the news are, are looking at that, to your point, they're kind of shorter term moves. And right now what we've seen in this week uh, and yesterday is a good example of it. We, we were really coming down to a key level of support, which is another technical term in the S&P 500, which is an index you can't directly invest in. Uh, but that that still still hit that point, and then we surged off of that. So that's more of a technical approach, and it kind of t- ties into what you were saying. Is you know people are saying something here or now. So I think with technical analysis, it's not that that information is bad or wrong or can't be used in making investment decisions, but it's it's a it's a piece, and it's probably another another little sliver of information people can get. But I think for a long term investor, you really want to know what you own. And that's more, I guess, what you would call fundamental analysis. So, you know, kind of give us a, a, a spin on on how you would describe fundamental analysis. Yeah, that's a great point that you bring up there. And I think that's something to think about when you're talking about, you know, fundamental analysis versus technical analysis, as well as the conversation of trading versus investing. You know, a lot of people that are doing trading, uh, you know, short term moves in and out of different positions, they're really using that technical analysis. Like you said, they want to understand what the trend of a company or a sector is. They want to know what's happening in the here and now. And they're not so worried as far as the actual company or the actual sector um, that they're owning. And that's really where the difference comes into play when you're talking about fundamental analysis, which I think aligns much more to the way that we make decisions for investors and in understanding what you own. Fundamental analysis is going to look at the economy. It wants to know what's going on with the labor force and things like that. So big macro you know, information that's important to just understanding what's happening at a treetop level. And then under the surface of that, when you're looking at you know an individual company, you're going to look at how much revenue are they producing? Are they making a profit on that or are they not making a profit at the end of the year? And that's an important thing. And then also the trend of that. Are they increasing profits have profits been coming down over time you know it's it's important to understand what's going on at the company level and then outside of that how is that company valued based off of the revenue that they're making and you know something that we talk about is sectors so understanding that the difference between a utility company versus a tech company they're going to be valued in different ways so it's really important to see what's going on under the hood of that and even outside of the stock market if we think of you know bonds or fixed income you want to know who is the issuer of this bond what's the likelihood that not only am i going to get all of the uh, income payments or the interest on the bond as you're holding it. But at the end of that time period, you want to make sure you're getting your money back as well. Right. So, right. you know, we, we need to make sure that if you're, it's a municipal bond, if it's something that's issued by, you know, a state or something along those lines, how healthy is that state's balance sheet? Or if it's a company, same thing. If you're buying a bond from a company, you want to know, do they have cash on hand so that at the end of this time period, they're going to be able to pay us back or, you know, just understanding the strength of what you own and how it's valued. That I think that that's much more important, especially for people that are going to be invested for long term and holding things for longer than, you know, a few days or a few weeks. Yeah. And that was it was really interesting what you said there, too, about how different industries 
are valued differently. Like the cash flow of a utility company is going to be perceived differently or valued or going to be given a, you know, a valuation different than you're looking at the income from another company. Uh, and just like you said, a bond, you could have the identical characteristics of a bond. You could have uh, it's going to mature on the same date. It's going to pay the same interest rate. But if the underlying company that issued the bond is, uh, you know, not as strong as another one, well, then you're not as sure that they're ultimately going to be able to honor all of those income payments and then give you your principal back. So those are all underlying. So it's not just the numbers, but then you have to kind of think, you know, behind behind the scene more of that. And I think that's where those two things, technical analysis and fundamentals come together a little bit is uh, there's a little you can have a little more caution or I think really it's creating good expectations. And I think that's the trouble when we're watching people on TV if you're just going to do what they say, uh, you know, they're kind of telling you what's here and, and in the moment. And to your point, well, this still, this is a good company. And here in the moment, stocks in general aren't getting a lot of love right now. But, you know, this company is, is still a good company and it's it's not being fairly valued because of what's going on in the stock market. And when that starts to correct itself, that's a company that should should come around again. And that's the problem, I think, with these guys on TV, right? You're just listening to them and that's probably why it's well, not probably. That is why it's not a good idea to to listen to them because they're just giving you sort of feedback in the moment and not really thinking about it over that longer stretch of time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and you know, companies they report their earnings, their profit, their revenue on a quarterly basis. And sometimes there's a headwind that could have to do with like the supply chain issues that we were saw during COVID, which still are not fully fixed. And people will be able to give some or company representatives are able to give some color around that. You know, here's what that's looking like. It seems like we're making improvements here and not there. And that all has to do with fundamental analysis. We want to understand what's happening within that company or within that sector of the economy. You know, does it look like things are improving in the future or does it look like maybe we're running into even more headwinds or that, you know, there's a problem kind of brewing on the horizon? You want to take all that into consideration. And, you know, it's a lot of information. So it's certainly you know, harder than just listening to someone that's speaking on the TV and kind of giving you an in the moment type of perspective on something. Um, but certainly, you know, a lot of things to consider. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm listening to you and we talk about this all the time in the office and and you and I read different people and listen for and get information. And then I think we give back and forth on that and just listening to you, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. We're, we are monitoring and understanding the value of a strategy or a manager uh, and they're even going a deeper dive into those individual positions. And here, here the you know the individual everyday person, they want to buy groceries, they want to take a trip, they want to you know put their kids through college. And so while that is all really important, everything you just said, it's complicated. And so yeah, that's really I think what we're trying to 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 stress is the management of your behavior. And you started out by saying you know, you're in this for, you know, what's your purpose, how long, what's the long term. And, and so all of those things matter. And it's good to understand that, uh, you know, what you own. And that's really what I think a, a good advisor relationship does too, is it helps you understand, but you don't have to get into the weeds of it uh, as an individual, and you're not going to be able to spend the right amount of time. And that's really, I think, where, where people start to make a mistake sometimes is they feel they have to do something. Uh, or or they do get frightened because, like you said, there is risk in investing, but in the long run, that risk can be smoothed out. So it's really a, a lot about a, more about emotions. And this information, while it's 
important and interesting, it's probably best when it's managed in a conversation with people who have a maybe a deeper understanding of it than than the everyday person. Yeah, that's certainly right. And I also think that's why it's very important to make sure that you're having in-depth conversations with people from the start of a relationship and through a relationship when you're working with clients, because someone may have feelings about the markets in general or, you know, risk or, um, you know, downside potential in a portfolio one day differently than they think about it five years from that day. And it could have to do with stage of life. It could have to do with experiences that they've seen from family members or friends, things like that. And there's just a lot of stuff that goes into what makes us think and act the way that we do. So I think that having someone on your sideline that can hold you accountable to the things that you're trying to accomplish, but also coach and you know aid you through those times is extremely important. And that's what we really try to strive to do is we want people to feel confident in their plan. And you know if someone is feeling like they need to make a change, like you said, maybe that is the case or maybe it isn't, but let's talk through it and figure out what makes the most sense given your own situation, which is really what's most important. You know, you're getting this information fed to you and you may think that you need to do what someone is saying or do the opposite of what someone is saying. But, you know, at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for your own situation. So that's really what we do as advisors. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if you're watching too much of the, the news and you're not tuning out this news, this noise, that's really where your emotions are going to get stirred up because the the noise is if you're already getting a little bit emotional over things, this is only and that's what they want. They want your eyeballs on the TV. And so if your emotions are getting stirred up, that's what they're trying to do. And that's not good for your investing. But uh, before we wrap up, let's let's talk about, uh, you know, real important analysis and emotion. Uh we don't always uh, we don't put out our video, but you're there and you're Phillies gear. So I know we we, we want to see a win today. So what's your prediction today? What what, what are the charts telling you about our fills today? I don't know. I haven't done too much technical analysis on this, but I will say, <laughs> I will say, what do the we fundamentals have, tell you? <laughs> yeah, I will say we have Aaron Nolo on the mound. We're back at home for the first home playoff game in Philadelphia in 11 years' time. I know that CB Park, Citizens Bank Park, is going to be full with a lot of energy on this uh, late afternoon game here. I think it's going to be a good win for the Phillies. I'm going to say it's 5 3, close game, but we're going to take it home and close it out tomorrow. Uh, Saturday and move on with a nice Eagles win on Sunday night against the Cowgirls. So All I'm right, looking forward like to the weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. And uh, we'll check in on that, but that sounds like great analysis to me. And, uh, and please uh, tune in, like our, like our uh, podcast, tell your boss, I quit. If you want to get a copy of our book, tell your boss, I quit, go to tell your boss, I quit book.com. And you can always find us at gootfinancial.com if you want to set up a call and we'd be happy to have a conversation. And if you need a little bit of uh, coaching, a little bit of conversation and talk you out of some of those high emotions, we're happy to have a conversation. So go Phils, go Birds, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor 
or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services, is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services.